0: Your goal should not be to die with $10 million. I am here with Alex Neary CFP. So the base contribution limit is now 23,000. So it's up a thousand dollars from last year. The catch-up provision. So if you're over the age of 50, you can contribute another $7,500. Sometimes just having an after-tax account that's invested allowing to grow along with you in your career can be a good thing to do. So an RMD is a required minimum distribution. So that is when the IRS says you need to start taking money out of your retirement accounts. Traditionally, that was at age 70 and a half. Um, and then through the Secure Act 1.0 and now the Secure Act, Secure Act 2.0, they backed that up a little bit. So what are we doing with this money? What is this money for? And if we're doing a great job saving, maybe there's an opportunity to
1: have some fun in life. Welcome to Dear Rochester, retire well. Dive in, be curious, become prosperous. David Pulsini, CFP, his team, and his guests will help you figure out your six points and give you the ultimate roadmap to, to financial freedom and what to do from there. Now, let's get started.
2: Welcome back, folks. I am here with Alex Neary, CFP, to talk to you about what is changing in 2024. And I've made this a challenge for Alex. Alex doesn't know this yet, because this is potentially the most boring, yet most helpful information that we can share. And the challenge is this, Alex. You ready? Can you do this in under 15 minutes, but make it exciting for the listener and give them three things that they can do immediately to help themselves? You brought on the right guy for exciting. So (laughs) buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about taxes. Alex take it away so yeah twenty twenty three there's there's contribution limits there's tax limits there's bracket limits social security stuff changes every single year that's why Alex is here. Alex, why don't you start and I'll ask questions as if I'm a uh, listener
0: yeah I will start by saying that none of us and none of you should memorize any of these numbers <laughs> for those of you that know me you know I talk about taxes probably too much I do seminars on the topic and I have this if you're watching on video handy dandy tax facts cheat sheet it's our 2024 important tax numbers. And I have to start by saying, if you do not have this form, contact one of us, I will get you this form. Um, I've been telling people that for a couple of years now, and I actually had somebody email me on January 1st last year asking for the 2023 numbers, because apparently they're that excited to dive into the exciting world of tax planning. Um, but on that sheet is everything from the tax brackets to the standard deduction to a couple of relevant things about Social Security, RMDs. Um, retirement plans, who can contribute to what plan and how much it can contribute. So all of those things that I think we as advisors have a general idea of where the numbers fall, but they are inflation adjusted every year. So it's not really worth memorizing, you know, where each tax bracket starts and ends. So I will start there. And then in an effort to make this exciting, I will let you <laughs> ask me questions all about right. taxes, and we will have fun. <laughs> I have at <Adam>. it. <laughs> all right. Um, so brackets adjusted a little bit, I guess the relevant things for planning perspectives is how much can you save into each type of plan? And I won't literally read that because it's not applicable to everybody, but for kind of a general sense of where you stand, the 401k or 403b contribution limits did go up. So the base contribution limit is now 23,000. So it's up a thousand dollars from last year, the catch-up provision. So if you're over the age of 50, you can contribute another $7,500. $7,500. Um, And then there's some other rules in there that might apply to people. And then the plan limit. So that is what you can contribute plus your employer's contributions is now up to 69000 So it's a pretty sizable amount that you and your employer can contribute each year. And again, that's just adjusted for inflation. And we expect it to continue to be adjusted years going forward. Maybe not every year, but a lot of years it will go up. Um, with that, we also have the IRA contribution limits. So that might be a Roth IRA, it could also be a pre-tax IRA if you're eligible for that. Um, the base contribution limit is 7000 The catch-up provision is 1000 if you're over the age of 50. So if you're 50-something years old or older, you can contribute $8,000 in 2024 to your IRA or Roth IRA. Um, we get the question once in a while, can I do both? The answer is no. You cannot contribute eight thousand dollars to a Roth and eight thousand dollars to a pre-tax IRA. It is a combination of eight thousand dollars to each of them. So maybe it's four and four, maybe it's eight and zero, whatever you want to do, or whatever's you know better for your tax situation. And I will take a break from talking. There, Dave, what do you want yeah. to add? To that?
2: Well, I, I would say it's more of a comment than a question. Is since this is going to come out at the beginning of next year, uh, twenty twenty-four, recording this in December. The action item that folks can take is make adjustments. If they're contributing monthly, we have a lot of folks who just write the check and they put in the maximum. We also have a lot of folks that contribute monthly to get to that maximum number. So if that is you, you're going to want to make adjustments accordingly to make sure that you get the maximum in for 2024. So right. I told you exciting stuff, Alex. It is. is. And maybe the
0: easy action item is forget about 2024 for a minute. But if you're listening to this again, we're recording December of 2023. So if you're listening to this sometime after then, before April 15th, take a look at the 2023 numbers and make sure you've maxed out for last year. And I think we have a lot of clients that are experiencing this or they will be experiencing this soon because it used to be that the contribution limit was $6,000 per year, which divided really nicely by 12 months. So they were simply doing $500 a month, which means that they did that all the way through this year, 2023, they can contribute another $500 on top of that. So making sure that you go back until last year and if you can afford to do so, make sure you're taking advantage of every contribution limit that you can. And with the IRA, you can do that until April 15th Uh, with your 401ks or employer-sponsored plans. You don't have that luxury, which is why it's important to think right now about next year and making sure that you're, again,
1: maxing out if that's what you desire to do. We'll be back after this short message.
3: Do you know how much money you need to retire with confidence? Do you know how long your money will last? Are you missing something? Retirement planning is like a puzzle, and we want to make sure that not only do we have all of the pieces, but that the pieces are in the right place. To find out where you stand, go to sixpointfp.com and take our how much do you need to retire five question quiz. We will email you a free video response to let you know what we think. Now, back to the show.
2: Hey, Alex, I have a question that's completely off topic right now. but you just made me think of it uh i have i've had a number of folks that they they they're doing a percentage of their paycheck right into a 401k or 403b and now now their income has gone up so significantly in the last whatever 5 10 15 years they're putting in the maximum by may or june okay so they're maxed out they can't save anymore into a retirement account the rest of their financial plan is buttoned up their insurances the stuff their debts are under control what do you tell people to do with extra money after they've maxed this out? If, if that's a question that folks have. I've had this three times in about the last two weeks. So what yeah, would you say? It does seem to be a very common problem. Uh, right. Buy a boat, I think, is a great idea. <laughs> Maybe a
0: lake house. Don't um, tell my wife that. <laughs> it depends. So, I mean, there is a reality. I think I run into this a lot of people that are very good savers and are clients of ours. And if they're into their retirement years or close to it, they've already gotten that squared away. They have the insurance, like you mentioned. They have plenty of money in their 401k that really, the planning obstacle for them isn't, am I going to have enough money? It's just, how do I manage it efficiently? And sometimes it's us coaching them to actually go out there and spend some money, which might not be the answer that you're looking for, but your goal should not be to die with $10 million. So you might have to have a conversation of, I make a joke out of buying a boat, but maybe you should go have some fun. If you're looking for more of an investment-centric answer to that, there's other areas you can save money into or other areas you can invest money. Sometimes just having an after-tax account that's invested, allowing it to grow along with you in your career can be a good thing to do. But if somebody is maxing out their retirement plan by April and they've got money saved, it might be an opportunity to take a step back and kind of have more of a, I don't want to say come to Jesus moment, but what are we doing with this money? What is this money for? And if we're doing a great job saving, maybe there's an opportunity to have some fun in life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. And I've I've been giving the answer that we're setting up more after tax brokerage accounts than ever before, and I find it's for a lot of younger successful people that are now making more money than they probably thought they ever would. And now we're doing one thousand, two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars a month into these after tax investments, which this is a different podcast in itself could create a lot of things. But one of them is a lot of a lot of younger people want to be financially free when they're 45, 50, 53, 55, maybe before they could take their retirement accounts. So this Perfect. is an alternative to uh, have a place to take that money. So, or to put that money. What yeah,
0: I think that's a good goal, but I think it would tie to that, making sure there is a goal, you know, just right. set it up as I have more money than I what to do with, what should I do with it? Versus right. having a goal of, I want to retire when I'm 45, or there's something, you need a motivating factor to do that, I think. And it sounds like a lot of people do, so that's good.
2: Yeah. It's a great problem to have. So let's, let's get back on topic now. Okay. I told you to do this under 15 minutes and then I ask you questions that are impossible to answer in 15 minutes. So um, what, what, what with the IRA limits, contribution limits, tax bracket changes, what's next? Um, What else do we have? We have RMDs, which we can kind of talk about. And this yeah. is a change for
0: 2023. What's an so, RMD Alex? So an RMD is a required minimum distribution. So that is when the IRS says you need to start taking money out of your retirement accounts traditionally that was at age 70 and a half. Um, And then through the Secure Act 1.0 and now the Secure Act Act 2.0, they backed that up a little bit and they made it a little bit confusing, I guess, to make it really simple. If you're born after 1960, your RMD age is now 75. So you have quite a bit of time before you have to do that. Um, So to make, again, simplistic advice to a broad audience, know when your RMD age is, especially as you're getting close to it know how much they're going to make you start taking out and how that impacts your tax and investment strategy. Consult a professional. Um, on the other side of that, it used to be that before the Secure Act 2.0 came out and was not put in effect in January of 2023, before that, the IRS penalty for not taking your RMD was 50% of what you're supposed to take. So for an easy example, if you're supposed to take $10,000 out and you didn't, you would owe the IRS $5,000 um they changed that and made it a little bit less harsh so now it's 25% and if you make a correction in a timely manner which is a bit vague but in a timely manner it'll be 10%. So it's a little bit less harsh um still you should probably you know do that on time and not pay any penalty would be ideal. <laughs> so RMD is one change kind of flipping around my handy dandy tax numbers here um, we usually try to keep an eye on Medicare premiums also. And so for those of you that are not familiar if you're too young to get to Medicare yet Um, You do pay a premium for your insurance, just like any other insurance. But that insurance premium is based on how much income you have. It's not based on your health or your driving record or anything else. So the Part B premium for 2023 was 164, and they raised it a little bit. And again, I got to cheat and look. It is now. Do you know, Dave? Uh, 174. So we went 174. Just going to say it. Yeah, you didn't know that. Um, That's okay though. I'm here (laughs) for it. So it went from 164 to 174 So a $10 increase per individual. So if you're a married couple, it's a $20 increase. Hopefully you're in a financial position where that's not absolutely shattering to hear. Um, on top of that, we do have an additional surcharge if you're in a higher bracket. So that's the base charge. If you make over $206,000 for a married couple, that's when you start to get an additional surcharge. Um, and all those numbers are just adjusted with inflation, just like you get a colon on your Social Security check. The uh, Medicare system adjust that for the cost of living as well.
2: So for the Medicare premium, I my question that I hear a lot is, I got an adjustment in my social security paycheck, but they took it all to pay for Medicare. Is that true?
0: Yeah, that's a fine way to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's $10 in $10 out, I guess, depending on how the numbers shake out. But most people do have their Medicare premium withheld from social security. So you might not mm-hmm. feel like you're getting as much of an adjustment because you are paying for Medicare.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, what's uh? And we've talked about this at length in other podcasts that you've been on. But the give what is another scenario where these Medicare numbers make sense to to pay attention to? And I think you know where I'm headed with this. Um, pay attention to, and then if we go over, I, I've run into this a few times recently too. Like you might as well go way over, right? Yeah. So.
0: Not, I'm not going to go through every bracket, but the top bracket for the Medicare surcharge is an additional 3.95 per month for Medicare Part B, and an additional 76.40 for Medicare Part D. So it's basically another, you know, whatever that is, 470 right. per month of additional surcharges for making too much money. You got to make quite a bit to do that. So usually, what we see, especially here in the Rochester area, we don't run into a ton of retired couples that are legitimately spending a million dollars a year. They don't need an income that high because it's not that. High of a cost of living area, and they probably have their house paid off with some other things by the time they reach Medicare. The scenario where we do see people dip into the higher brackets is usually a one time expense. And I like to use the example of you're retired and you still got a mortgage on your house and you decide you're going to pull money out of your 401k to pay that mortgage off. Well, to do that, you're not pushing your income into a much higher bracket for that one year, and that can affect your Medicare premium. So it's usually a one time expense to pay off a house, to buy a cottage, buy hunting land. You have five kids and they all decide they're going to get married the same summer. So you pull out money for that. It's usually not just that somebody makes that much money or needs that much to live on. And if you're somebody that's living on a million dollars a year, you probably don't care much about the Medicare premium because hopefully you have enough money where that just doesn't really get you too hot and bothered. Um, But that's usually the scenario where we see it is a one-time expense. They pulled out of the 401k because somebody told them they shouldn't have debt in retirement. And maybe that wasn't the right choice.
2: So, there's an action item right there right make sure you're consulting your professional or advisor before taking money out because i have had it again where someone's a dollar over i i haven't actually had a dollar over but if you go one dollar over you now owe that extra premium and everything counts for medicare right well, so irma cliff if you are somebody sitting at home that likes to do your own research go ahead and google irma
0: cliff and that is uh that's what you'll find.
2: There you go. Exciting stuff, Alex. Yeah. What what else for 2024 should we be looking for? Um,
0: you might stump me. I don't know. We got retirement account contributions going up. We have we did get a COLA on Social mm-hmm. Security. So COLA is a cost of living adjustment. So mm-hmm. it went up 3.2%, so your Social Security check that you get actually the last week of December. That's a fun fact. So this year you're going to get your January paycheck in December because it's a holiday, falls yep. on New Year. So that'll be 3.2% higher. So enjoy that. (laughs) Um, You would get a inflation adjustment to things like the estate tax, gift tax, all that kind of stuff. Your standard deduction would have also been adjusted by I think $750 this year. Am I missing something? How are we doing?
2: No, I think we're doing great. I (laughs) think, uh, I think you got it in under 15 minutes and I think you should, Leave our listeners with the three action items. And then also, if if they have questions, how they get a hold of you. All right. So action items. The first one, it's kind of
0: obvious, but goes along with the 401k or retirement plan contribution limits. If your intention is to max it out and if you can afford to do so, that's a great thing to do. Make sure that you adjust it. So for example, if you're making $100,000 a year and you had it at 22% of your paycheck going in and you can contribute $23,000, you're now going to come up $1,000 short So adjust your contributions and your withholdings to reflect your desire. Um, Step two, also, this podcast is educational. You should consult a professional. So whether it's your CPA or financial advisor, any changes you're making your tax situation or any new tax strategy, make sure it's buttoned up and you know what you're doing. And your third action item, and make sure you do this. Start the podcast with it. Make sure you get your important tax numbers for 2024. You can do that by emailing myself or Dave. You can also email info at 6.fp.com and we will gladly get it over to you. I would challenge anyone listening to this to remember this conversation and email me on January 1st. You can email me at 1201 and I will respond by 1202 (laughs) and you'll have
2: everything you need. I I won't folks. I'll I'll be long asleep. (laughs) Kids on New Year's. Maybe I'll wake them up to celebrate, but Alex, (laughs) hey man. Appreciate your time again. I know we do this uh, quite a bit. We're going to be back on for a much more exciting topic. I know you love this stuff, but it, it is important. Uh, folks, email us for that 2024 important number sheet. Our clients love it, even though if they're not totally paying attention, there's stuff on there that you will enjoy actually looking at and taking into consideration. So uh, for now, make it a great day.
1: Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Your investment planning.
3: Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints and analysis of six-point financial partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG advisory, private client services, their clients or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by six-point financial partners or RFG advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of Private Client Services, member FINRA, CPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private Client Services, Six Point Financial Partners and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities.